Hey, it's me, Nicole. Before we get on with the show, I wanted to ask you for a huge favor. If you're a fan of Winhurst United, I could really use your support to continue to grow this platform. So if you don't mind and you have time, I would truly appreciate you helping me out. There are four ways that you can help. I would love if you would help in all four ways, but at least help in one if you can't help in all four. So the ways are by subscribing, by rating, by writing a review, and by sharing the podcast out. I truly appreciate you, and I want to thank you in advance for your continued support. Learn about the strides female entrepreneurs of color are making. Be inspired by their story and enlightened by their leadership, insight, and advice. Welcome to Winhurst United, your one-stop shop for business, mindset, personal development, and self-care conversations. I'm your host, Nicole Walker, and I am excited that you're listening today. I hope you find this information useful, and if you do, it would make my day to hear from you. Go over to winhersunited.com and leave me a message in the contact form. I would love for you to share your takeaways and your thoughts with me. Now let's get on with what you came here for. This is season six, episode 11, entitled Mindset is Everything with Nikki Klug. So Nikki, welcome. Appreciate you joining us today. And we're excited to learn more about you and your journey. It's so good to be here. Thank you, Nicole, for having me. And thank you for creating this platform so that we can communicate and talk about these issues that are important to us. Yes, yes, you're welcome. All right. So let's get started by you telling us about your background and what you currently do professionally. Okay. So I am so many things, a wife, a mother, my husband's in the military. We have four sons and we have lived literally from coast to coast. I am an interior designer by profession. I went back to school when my youngest son was born and have just loved doing it my whole life. So interior designer, but I wear many, many hats. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So tell us how you ended up in your current profession. So that's a great question because I feel like I've always done interior design my whole life. My mom and I were weekend warriors before that was even a word. We would redo our home, paint, uh, put up crown molding, draperies, uh, change out light fixtures. We, We would just renovate and decorate our homes since I was a little girl. And so that's like my, you know, fond memories of growing up. And I say my mom is my muse, but I actually went back to school for an official degree when my youngest son was born. Before that, I had been decorating for myself and for friends and family, but it became official nearly 20 years ago. Okay. Wow. So there's a degree for interior design? There is. And that it's great that you asked that question because not everyone knows that. And certainly there wasn't one when I was growing up. I didn't know you could actually do this for a living. So um, in high school and college, I was always pushed towards math and, and science because I was just naturally good at it. And so chemical engineering was my major initially. 
but I've always loved interior design. And yes, you can now get a degree in interior design and it is a bona fide, solid profession. And and in regard it now, whereas before it maybe it wasn't, it was just decorating, you know. And but I think we even now know that decorating is still important. Very. But interior designers, we touch everything that you see in a public space. An interior designer has been involved in that because we consider the safety of people in public spaces, as well as transitions, and not just about the way things look, but the way we interact with our space as well. And so public sp safety is definitely something that interior designers are involved with. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, news to me, right? Learned that today. <laughs> okay, so you talked about how you loved decorating as a child, but went into something different when you were in college, right? Initially? College and high school, right, okay. right. Went to engineering high school. Yeah, what did you want to be when you grew up, though? So again, I always loved design and wanted to be a designer, but in, or decorator at the time. I didn't know that you could actually do that as a profession. So then I was like, okay, well, what about, you know, what about being a math teacher or what about being an engineer? So I was just kind of pushed towards things that I was naturally good at, but nothing that was passionate for me to do on my own. So also thought about architecture and then I uh, looked at the programs like five years stuck in a lab they just did not make that sound fun but I get to work with architects all the time now so it, it's kind of a fulfillment in, in some degrees. Mm, that's awesome and I love that because to me I don't know I see like aspects of math and interior <laughs> design as well as architecture and engineering right so I Absolutely. think it's all coming together. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I have a left brain, right brain. So it's like perfect for me because absolutely numbers are important. <laughs> Early in my career, I uh, inversed a couple numbers and I was like, ouch, that was an expensive mistake. <laughs> and um, even chemistry. I mean, we think about the chemicals that go into fabric and, you know, low VOC. We think about all these things that absolutely relate to math and science all day. Um, some of it comes naturally so far as style, you know, not necessarily can learn style, but you do need to learn and be able to apply the math and science behind sign. I love that. I love how everything comes together, whether yeah. we realize it or not, it's all working in the background and it's all working for our good and for the bigger <laughs> picture. So that's amazing. Exactly. Yes. Yes. All right. So tell us more about your upbringing as a child. So I am the oldest of three siblings and have always been kind of the, you know, the first grandchild <laughs> in the sense of, you know, the, the children that were close with my grandparents. And so my mom says that I could sell ice to an Eskimo. <laughs> Like I've always had this knack of getting my way. And so, so yeah, I'm a little bit of a, a spoiled kid in a way. But I would say that, you know, growing up with my grandparents being close to us in, in proximity, but also just a really tight-knit family, I got to experience things as a kid that not everyone around me got to experience. So like gymnastics and traveling to Russia when it was Russia, USSR then, 
you know, competing in competitions and dance and just a lot of exposure. Mm. So I, I credit my parents to spoiling me, quote unquote, spoiling me. Because when you're exposed, when those things are available to you, the sky's the limit. Like you can think bigger in, later in life and, and you can see things from a different perspective that not everyone else around you can see. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the path that was, you know, opened up to me and, and that I get to do something I love and make a living from it because otherwise I, did, I wouldn't have known it was possible. I love that. I love that. And it's definitely a blessing to have that great support system and people that are cheering you on. And like you said, exposing you to a lot of things. I think it helps to help you determine your path a lot faster than people that don't have that same support system and and those cheerleaders. So awesome. All right. So tell us about a pivotal point in your life and how it shaped who you are today. Right, right. Um, I would say that the fact that our family was so close, so my mom has a sister and two brothers, and every summer we would travel to Colorado or California or uh, Wyoming on these family road trips. Mm. And so that was just always so fun to be with my cousins. You know, cousins are your first best friends. (laughs) And to to see the family dynamics of the the older generations together and and just navigating our path on this roadmap to wherever our destination was. I mean, I just remember us camping out by, you know, fireside and roasting marshmallows together and cleaning dishes in the creek and uh, playing tricks on my aunt. <laughs> wow. You know, all the cousins together conspiring to to play tricks on the adults. And so that was just such a wonderful and beautiful time in my life. And I think I've modeled my own family after that because I have four sons. And when my husband and I talked about getting married and started talking about kids, it's like, well, I, I want a big family, you know? And so I can see the repeat, you know, the repeating of that pattern of making time together you know, sacred and doing family vacations and exposing our sons to, you know, any and everything that we can. And so um, that definitely has shaped my life, having those summers with my cousins and my extended family on road trips. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Yes, I love road trips. Mm -hmm. And oh my goodness, being able to go on them with a large number of your family sounds really Mm -hmm. exciting. So yeah, that's not something that everyone experiences. I love that. Fond memories, good memories. <laughs> yes, yes. So tell us what you would consider to be one of your strengths mm-hmm. and a weakness, and then mm-hmm. tell us how you get around your weakness. Okay, good, good, good question. <laughs> so I would say a strength is um, being able to see the vision of maybe not even just a space, but um, a building, an area seeing the potential in the neighborhood, um, you know, looking into, uh, stepping into the future and seeing what is possible with planning, with anything. I, I, I'm a visionary, so I can see things in there in a better state than where they are currently. Uh, so that's a strength. And I think that um, companies need that, right? All big companies, you have to see the vision before it's even fathomable to anyone else. Exactly. 
but a weakness in the same on the same coin can be impatience mm. or it could be not having a good roadmap um the way i have you know bolstered up that side of me is bringing in team members that do that they are able to go from a to z and every letter in between where i want to skip directly to s and t you know <laughs> i think that spoiledness comes into play with my impatience it's like i want it now this is how it should be but um having people in my corner that will say okay well yeah i can see us doing that i can see us getting there but it's going to take this this and that and in this order or this general order like things don't always pan out exactly the way you want you need a plan though at least to start and and get in the right ballpark in the right zip code mm -hmm. of what you're going for Okay, thanks for that. I can definitely relate to, you know, the visionary and kind of like, who cares about the little small details? Let's get to the big picture, right? <laughs> so it is great to have people that help you along the way. All right. So tell us what you're currently doing to improve yourself personally and or professionally. Okay, that's great. I am currently in a, a group of other entrepreneurs, a mastermind where we help each other. So some of the same things we're talking about, help each other see what's possible, plan for it, pivot as so many of us are doing right now in the midst of this pandemic. And I, one of my favorite hashtags, if you will, is iron sharpens iron. Like, you know, uh, it's not always pretty, it's not always fun, but when you put strong people together, we're going to be better um, as a result of it. So that's definitely something I will always do is surround myself with great people mm -hmm. and keep striving to learn and grow from each other and with each other. Okay, thanks for that. So you mentioned something that I think is very timely, right? And I would love to know more. This is going off of the script, but it's very relevant. So you talked about pivoting, right? We all know that, you know, these are unforeseen and uncertain times. So considering that you do do interior design and decoration, like what have you done to stay relevant in relation to that? Currently? Right. Right. So one thing that I've been doing is it started as a give back. It started as I know I can be the solution for people right now because so many people are having a transition from being in their corporate jobs to working from home. Mm. And I do this thing called money spaces. So every space for me is a sacred space. Every space has a purpose and a meaning and uh, we can craft it or design it in a way that that you are instantly activated and engaged in the purpose of that space. Like mm. I have this space relationship thing going on with how we interact with um, our surroundings. And so money spaces, it's not something I get to do that often, but I do enjoy doing it, but it's just become this like amazing gift to be able to give to other people and them understand um, kind of like my method my methodology and the way I see things and, um, and then get it. And so we did a round of a challenge called a five day create my money space challenge, mm -hmm. where I taught these different principles that I use in my evidence-based design and people were able to apply them and like really, uh, improve their spaces and, and be even more productive than just, you know, setting up a desk and a chair that fit. <laughs> 
I love that. I love that. And that is like really timely. That's awesome. Awesome. All right. So tell us about your morning routine. Do you have a morning routine? I do. I do have a morning routine. And we talk, we talk about it in the challenge because when you set up a routine for yourself, it, your brain stops fighting you, you know, you just instantly engage into your pattern. So our routines and patterns are so important, but I get, I wake up every morning. Of course I do the morning ritual, brush your teeth, wash your face, blah, blah. and then I'm praying the whole time. Like I'm just thanking God for waking me up for opportunities of the day. Um, I'm, I'm just have this dialogue going on in my head. Then I put my music on, put my gospel worship, and I go for a walk or a slow jog <laughs> when my knees aren't acting up. And then I, I walk or jog for the next 45 minutes. Shower, you know, um, I switch over to some tunes that are, depending on what I've got going on, either some like um, some French cafe music <laughs> or some zen or uh, a little bit of rap and R&B, you know, if I've got, uh, you've got to get the energy flowing for whatever I've got coming up in my day. So music is an important piece of my life and it's pretty much incorporated much of my day but yeah I start off with prayer okay I love that I love that so we're kindred spirits <laughs> you just reminded me of it's so funny we just passed the 100th episode of the podcast and I was interviewed awesome. so that was part of my like how do you stay balanced prayer awesome. uh-huh. gospel music like uh-huh. all that stuff uh-huh. right important to stay, like you said, in our Zen and mm-hmm. make sure that we're showing up at the best of our abilities. So thanks Absolutely. for sharing that. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So tell us about the last book that you read or listened to. Okay. The last book that I read is Think and Grow Rich Okay. Uh, by Napoleon Hill. We're doing a family book club and we actually started it before the pandemic. So it was just perfect timing for us to all stay in touch with each other on a weekly basis because we can't, you know, travel and go see each other. My mom is aging and I, you know, don't want to get her sick. And so uh, we don't, you know, see her as much as we normally would because the rest of us are kind of out and moving just with our jobs, my, my brother's a police officer. I work in construction, so construction is considered an essential business. And uh, so that, the book club has kept us, you know, seeing each other and talking real time, you know, face-to-face like you and I are, Nicole. And, and so that's been awesome to be able to have that in place uh, as we all are sheltering in place. <laughs> so, uh, but Think and Grow Rich, it really has been amazing to watch the young adults too, like our, my sons and then my brother's children to um, start to expand their, their thinking. And I'm like, why, haven't, why didn't we do this before now? But nevertheless, we're doing it now. And to, to see how their wheels are turning is, is really a joy of the unlimited possibilities that are available. I love that. I love that. You may have given me an idea to share. I have a daughter off in college and she's still in New Orleans. So I'm like, hey, yeah. ideas, right? Yeah, for sure. I highly recommend it. It's been a great time. Didn't have to be that book. It can be any book, but we definitely have to find ways to stay connected during yeah. things like this. I mean, hopefully, I don't know. We'll see. 
how it's going to be, right? Like, how long is this going to last? So that's some of the new ways of living that we've established stick mm-hmm. around for the long run because I feel like this has brought everyone together, although we're all spread apart, right? Uh-huh. Right, definitely. But can you share, do you have like a takeaway that you've taken from the book so far that you can share with us? Yeah, so one of them is the mastermind and it must be where, you know, that term just came into play in the last 60, 70 years is is from this this book written to uh, show us what the top, you know, income producers and creators and business leaders do and that is the Iron sharpens iron, like many brains together focused on one thing can solve so many of the world's problems and, or just your, or flush out your business ideas. So I've always participated in masterminds, but now I'm looking at them a different way. Like, okay, there's this group of people and we have all committed to learning and growing together. But what if there can be a group where it's like, ooh, like, you know, like we're in this for real, like in the next, you know, year, two years, these five, six people are literally looking at each other's books, looking at each other's processes, diving in and really giving that focused, you know, dedicated energy to improve. And so that doesn't always happen. You don't always find people that are willing to give of themselves in that way because as business owners we're all so busy but I am like in the in the mindset now too it's a win-win like like let's let's make the time to get this done we obviously have extra time (laughs) so the masterminds definitely the auto you know impressions the the you know, repeating your mantra, like what are your goals? What's your burning desire? How do you let that call you into your future? How do you plan for that? This book has been amazing. I read it years ago. Okay. But to now do it with a fresh set of eyes and more knowledge between now and then has really been incredible. I know some people that read it once a once a year. So oh, wow. um, it's it's a great read. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. I love that. And I do agree, right? That like all people that are like heads of businesses, as opposed to like when you have your team, you have different people, but people that are similar in nature, but yet I would guess that everyone has a different expertise. So that's awesome to all come together and help each other, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So can you tell us about an aha moment that you had lately and how you've changed as a result? Yes. My aha moment came through um, the challenge that I mentioned earlier for money spaces is what I call it. And that was me being obedient to what I heard, that this is what people need. This is what you should be doing. It's not the sexiest thing. Like it's making money is sexy. Don't get me wrong. But my portfolio work is kitchens and bathrooms and whole home remodels and design. And so a little bit more, a little bit more tangible, where is this money space? It's a lot of mindset shifts that have to happen Mm. that I had the honor and privilege of leading people through. So you don't see it readily. And it's a longer term result, a longer ROI on the back end of completing this work. But the fact of me saying, yes, okay, I will lead people down this journey 
has not only exposed me to what I thought would be maybe a couple hundred people, it was like 800, 900 people that said, yes, I need this. And so I was like, what? Oh my gosh, you know? And so, and so to have that, saying yes to something that and you don't know what the result's going to be, just showed me that, yes, it, it all is working for our good and for his mm. glory. And I just need to, I know this, we know this, but to see it in practice, you know, to see it manifest right there in that moment right away doesn't always happen. It's usually like some long-term, you know, uh, boomerang that comes back. It's like, oh yeah, I said yes to God on that. And now, you know, 10 months, a year later, this is happening. But it was like immediate. I could see it happening. And now I have a full roster of clients. We were already full. I had to hire on another designer, I had to get additional help. And it's like, oh, wow, in the middle of this pandemic, I am my business is growing. It's not declining. And that was simply from saying yes to what I knew was a call. I love that. I love that. And by giving, you've received mm -hmm. things like tenfold, right? So stepping outside of ourselves. Yes. I love that. Okay. So can you tell us about the toughest struggle you've had to overcome and how you overcame? Yeah. So the toughest struggle I would say came from, came from childhood where on one side I had this, you know, amazing supportive family this, you know, this extended family with cousins and aunts and uncles that all rallied around every, you know, each of the children. Back then, if I may be frank, uh, the family thought that white was right. And so that meant me going to elementary school that was all white. And I was one of very, very few black children. And so that, that put a ding in my, in my confidence. Mm just all that came with fighting racism and being one, you know, or two of only. And, and so it took a long time, actually entrepreneurship, <laughs> it helped me grow past that, helped me heal those old wounds, um, take back my power and walk in who I knew and have always known I was created to be, but had a little bit of insecurity around things that happened when I was younger. So that's been the hardest part of, you know, just coming into my own is rooting out those old negative curses or chatter that we even sometimes take on ourselves um, mm -hmm. as a result of something that was done to us. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for your transparency. I can definitely relate, right? When I went to school, I've always been top of the class. So it was usually me and another one Black person in a class, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I definitely feel like that delayed me from having an identity, you know, yeah. where you feel like it's like, okay, I may be as smart as you, but I don't relate to you. I don't look like you. So I, am I really welcomed here? Right. So I, I do understand exactly what you're talking about, but I'm so glad that you were able to get past that. Yeah, I think, oh my gosh, who knew that uh, it can hold you back in so many ways. But when you're determined, you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to find out what's wrong, you know? why aren't I speaking up? Like, I know I'm the best one for this job. Why haven't I put myself out there um, in a way that I see my counterparts doing? Uh, so yeah, your mindset is everything. everything. And 
there are different ways that, that we get to break free and definitely entrepreneurship has been one of those ways for me. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So tell us about a recommended resource that you have to offer, to share and how you utilize it. My recommended resource. So we talked about a book. We talked about masterminds. We talked about faith. I, Those are I don't know. I might be out. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. No worries. <laughs> uh, I mean, I think, I think having that core group of friends, whether they're business friends or not, mm-hmm. I, I'm in a sorority. And so to have my sorority sisters that have seen my whole journey from a young, you know, you know, freshman, sophomore in college, still unsure of the world and how this all works, into growing and maturing through getting married, having my family, starting my business, to have those friends that were like your day ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's nothing like that. They've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly, and everything in between. And um, we all just want to be loved. And so for someone to know our worst moment and still love us mm-hmm. uh, is invaluable. And so they, they definitely are, will always be a part of my life. And I'm so very grateful for them. No matter who comes and goes in and out of my life, they are still just rocks for me. Awesome. Awesome. Yes, I do agree. Who you surround yourself with is super important and helps you to either sink or swim. Yep. To, yep. to dry those tears when they need to be dry to to cheer you on and what have you so that's awesome all right so do you practice positive affirmations and if so can you share one with us yeah i do so i've learned that you know again I feel like I'm having a therapy session right now, <laughs> but, but you know, the negative chatter, one of the, one of the cliches that, that used to, you know, kind of scare me is it's lonely at the top. Okay. Mm. I, I did this exercise in a, in a training and it's like, turn that around. Like, okay, first find the root of that. Like, when did you start believing that? And how can you overcome that with the positive, like in reverse of that? And so, so now instead of like at each new level of success, I don't let that, you know, lonely at the top, you know, stop me or, or shake me, or prevent me from going to the next level. I say that those that love me will always be around and they'll always cheer for me. So, because community is so important for me, if you hadn't picked that up by now. So the, the thought that, you know, you get to the certain place and then you have no one to share it with, um, no one to be in community with, you know, was, was petrifying for me. So mm-hmm. to know that those that really love me, those that are meant for me to be in my life, they will still be there is definitely what I remind myself whenever that fear pops up. I love that. I love that. I love that you said you feel like you're in a therapy session. Look, <laughs> no, right? Because it's so funny and I didn't intend this, but it kind of happened on its own where mindset was a tough struggle for me, right? And I feel like anyone that has reached some sort of acclaim unless, I mean, I don't know, maybe some people didn't, but I know most people have had to train themselves mm-hmm. to 
be the successes that they are, right? So the underlying thing is like, how do you pump yourself up? Like, how do you become the amazing person that you are? Because out the womb, you may not be, right? Because of life, you may not be, but that doesn't mean that you can't get there. So so how do we get there? So Absolutely, absolutely. I agree, I agree. I mean, all of us have something, right? No one had a perfect life. Uh, we've all had to overcome something that was done to us or that we did to ourselves. Even it's like, you know, uh, like I said, how do you overcome that? And mindset really is everything. Yes. Yes. Awesome. So we're coming up on the end, but before okay. we do, do you have a favorite quote? That you can share with us? So my favorite quote goes back to interior design that first we design our spaces and then our spaces design us. Hmm. Yeah, the way your home, your office, your car, the way you surround yourself speaks volumes. Okay. Uh, what's going on inside of you, how you value yourself, how you value the things that you're in command of, that you have been given dominion over. And so, yeah, yeah. Like and it's by that. Winston Churchill. Okay. Okay. I like that. That's awesome. Look, I'm, mine's is colorful, right? And I'm a very colorful person. So. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Awesome. All right. So these are my fun questions. Take some of the pressure off. Make okay. Okay. Therapy, <laughs> right. But before we go, I like to ask about travel because I'm mm-hmm. a a fanatic of travel. I believe Ooh. every person should travel, right? So I'd like to know what was your last vacation? What's your favorite vacation? And once we're allowed to travel again, where yes. will we be going? <laughs> okay, that's awesome. Yes. Looking forward to that. Last travel to New Zealand. I did a uh went to Australia first, spent a few days in Sydney, and then did a cruise to a few different major cities in New Zealand and ended up in Auckland. And so that was amazing. Love, love, loved it. Like we even want to eventually get a second home in New Zealand. It was that amazing. Yeah, it was really great. So that was last fall. My favorite vacation, my favorite trip or destination. It's hard to say. I love Paris. I absolutely love, love, love Paris. Loves New Zealand, would definitely go back there. But I would say that, hmm, I want to I wanna say Cairo. I didn't get to experience very much of it, but when I was there, it was just like oh, the pyramids and the culture. And so, yeah, that's definitely someplace I want to go back and has been my favorite trip to date. If my husband had been there, it would have been my all-time favorite. So let me okay. <laughs> let me give that disclaimer. But it was with a group of girlfriends, and we had an amazing time. Okay. So um, next trip, I have it on my why my, my wall, is what I call it. And it's to Nairobi. I, I definitely want to go to Africa. I want to start exploring our roots and hope to take the whole family the next time we're able to travel uh, in 2021. 
Awesome. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Look, I thought it was over, but you just said something that made huh? me want to ask you another question. Sure, sure, sure. So what's your why wall? Tell us about My that. My why wall. So this was, again, part of our five-day Create My Money Space Challenge. Okay. And we, the very first day, we have some pre-work that needs to be done, like decluttering, mm -hmm. <laughs> time management the proper position and ergonomics around your chair and your desk. But then when we jump into the challenge, we talk about your big whys. Mm. Like what are your burning desires and why do you want to do this? We, what I found is again, in this blend of personal development and interior design, I found that there's oftentimes some promise or vow that you made to yourself. Mm. And, and informative years and you know it shapes who you are and it shapes your goal and your vision for your life and so I want and help people identify what that is okay. three to five big whys mm -hmm. and we find an image that like it instantly connects you to that why something that's visceral and reminds you of why you wake up every day like what were you created and crafted to be and what is that vision for your life and we put it on a wall that's directly in your line of sight so my why wall photos of my husband and I travel it has a picture of me standing in my superman pose <laughs> as well as being silly and goofy all that I am um, it has Nairobi, has my girlfriend's trip, and it has a family vacation that we took to Paris. And then my one selfish reason, a beautiful home with a tennis court and a pool. <laughs> I love that. So it reminds me of a vision board. Very similar. It just goes to me a bit yeah. deeper and has all of that. It has a few more layers. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that with us. Okay. So before I let you go, uh -huh. do you have any... Uh, it, it bothers me to say this. It bothers me that I can't say this, but I like to say any events, but I guess virtual events, right? Or, oh, right, right. or any, any programs to tell the listeners about and also where they can contact you or find out more about you. Sure, sure, sure. So the first challenge, the one I thought was going to be my only challenge, <laughs> went so well and people had such great success. Like the testimonies were just like gave me chills. Um, the things that people had to say was so awesome. It's like, okay, God, I, I knew I was supposed to do this. Thank you for showing me. And so we're going to do it again. We did it in April. Uh, we're going to start a new one June 1st. And the way you register is createmymoneyspace.com. And it is virtual. It's a challenge. It's five days. And people have ended the challenge and have completed their space in the middle of their space. But either way, just very engaged with how we can pull ourselves into our amazing future using the space around us. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that. And is that your website as well where they can contact you? No, my website is NikkiKlugDesign.com. Okay. And you can find me across social media by looking up Nikki Klug and that's spelled N-I-K-K-I-K-L-U-G-H. All right. Well, thank you so much, Nikki, for thank joining you. us today, for sharing with us, for being transparent with us, and for allowing us feel like therapy <laughs> thank you thank you for my my 45 minute session today ma'am <laughs>
love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Until next time, be empowered and empower on.